Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Michael Gordon, and I'm proud to serve as the 95th president of the greatest Rotary Club in the world. Our club serves our local and international community through a variety of projects, but our main focus is on youth literacy. If you're ever in town for either business or pleasure, we invite you to join us at one of our weekly lunches. More information about meeting time and location can be found at lasvegasrotary.com. Now, sit back and enjoy this week's speaker. Before I begin, I just want to give you my opinion that that's an unwarranted liberty to fine our guest. I can't believe you did that. Anyways, it's an honor to introduce Paul Kruger. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time going through Paul's biography, and then when I came in today, I noticed it's on the front page. So my congratulations to Bill Houghton and his wife for finding type small enough to fit on one page. <laughs> I say that kiddingly because he's done a lot of things that uh, I, for one, didn't know about, and uh, I'm sure most people don't. You know, he graduated from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst and immediately went to work for Bechtel. Now, I have to tell you, most people have heard of Bechtel. They don't really know what it is, though. That's the largest engineering and construction company in the world. And the key point here is it's privately owned. And so they have done, over the decades, I actually had a summer job with them in 1974, which seems like a few years ago, but uh, I guess it was a lot longer than that. But um, so nobody really understands uh, the extent to which Bechtel works with the federal government to get things done, and that's what they're known for is getting things done. So we went to work for Bechtel, and because they do all this work with, uh, with the federal government, it's caused Paul to um, be in interesting and dangerous places, uh, like Albania, where he uh, um, was the manager and supervisor for constructing three uh, refugee camps for a total of 60,000 people while the war was going on, I might point out. I also might point out that I'm sure I've met one or two people that have had bodyguards in their life, but uh, Mr. Kruger had a team of bodyguards in those days. So it uh, gives you an idea of uh, some of the things he's done. And then directly after 9-11, he was uh, working at the, um, at the JFK airport and was pulled out to establish the National Center for Combating Terrorism after 9-11 for the federal government. So he's really got a distinguished career, and uh, uh, his, his wife is uh, Una, and his son Connor is 18, and he's going to, I hate to say it, UNR, but that's okay, he's staying in Nevada. And uh, I will just tell you that uh, with his breadth and experience and his knowledge and his, uh, his uh, leavening um, personality that uh, the, your foundation, your club foundation is, good, is in good hands uh, next year with Paul Kruger. But I guess Paul Maffey's coming up first. Okay, so that was worked that was worked out well. Come on, huh? <laughs> I think we need the first uh, Michael Gordon president. That would have he would have handled it better. Thank you, Randy. I'm going to talk about there's two programs in our Las Vegas Rotary Foundation that have J. A. Tiberti's name on that on those programs, and I've worked for J.A. Tiberti for over 30 years. So I'm going to just take a few minutes and give you a little history about the man, about his business, 
and then I'll go into the two programs that are part of our Las Vegas Rotary Foundation. Jay Tiberti, this is a picture of the Nellis uh, Gunnery School in 1941. Jay Tiberti came out of USC as a junior in college as a civil engineer and moved to Las Vegas to help build Nellis. And as many of you know now, the generals kept coming and going and Jay was really the guy that kind of ran the base for about four years. This is a picture of McCarran Field, 1941. Jay told me a story once, and I, I think it was at Crockett Field, not McCarran, but in the mid-40s, the Las Vegas radio station, if an airplane was coming in late or at night, they would get on the radio station and ask the citizens to drive down to the airfield with their cars and show a stream of lights down the runway so these early aviation planes could land on the airports. It was pretty, this town is a very interesting town. We're up to the 1990s now. J. Tiberti Construction Company built the Las Vegas Convention Center. We, demo, we demoed the old rotunda, and then we built the current Las Vegas Convention Center. I put this slide up for two reasons. We were hustling to get the job done because this was the first year that CES was coming into town, and they were expecting about 75,000 guests at the convention, and this convention space cost at that time $45 million. And as you know, these numbers are way different today. Jay Tiberti Construction Company did a lot of pipe and reservoir work, and this is a picture at the Springs Preserve of, on the left is Jay's uh, first employee, Don Beagle, that started in 1951 and then retired from us in 1980. And then Jay Tiberti's in the middle, and then Jerome Atkinson is on the right. Jerome, we hired him in 1974, and he built about 32 of the reservoirs that are around the Las Vegas Valley, providing you fresh water. And then this is a second company that Jay built in 1962. It's the Tiberti Fence Company. And a lot of you, this is the most popular name that people in the city recognize. That's that 6-inch by 15-inch yellow sign that goes on a lot of cyclone fences. And Jay tells a story that a woman called him and said, you've got to come down here. You've got to come down here right now and put my sign back up. Somebody took it, and I know that you're protecting me. So get, please get me another Tiberti Fence sign on my residential fence. And he's the type of guy, he sent somebody down, they did that. And then here's Jay Tiberti. This is a picture of him in his mid-70s. He passed away in 2006, and it was a great man. So let's talk about the first program in the foundation. That it's called the Jay Tiberti Fellow. And the definition of a fellow is that you have similar quality and similar interest to the person it's named after. So that is very appropriate for our club. Jay loved his community. He was very loyal to Las Vegas, and he also believed in education. He was very happy to contribute money to UNLV, and his wife started nursing scholarships. And those are the two qualities I think that is very appropriate for our club. We all work here because we have a love for our community, and we also, our programs support the uh, education of people in our town. So the Jay Tiberti Fellow, I'm going to read the description of it. Contributions to the Las Vegas Rotary Foundation are tax deductible within the limitations of the law and provide opportunities for both Rotarians and friends of the foundation to support the service projects of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas. Individuals can support the foundation through contributions of cash, securities, or property. All members are asked to participate and support the foundation on an annual basis, ensuring the continued growth of the principal amount. 
So the foundation takes pride in recognizing contributions of any size. Those who give $1,000 or more, or in whose name a donation of $1,000 or more is given, are acknowledged as a J.A. Tiberti Fellow. Mr. Tiberti, a 50-year member of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas, was also recognized as one of the founding builders since his construction company literally was involved in building the entire city. I'm sorry, I added that. In building Las Vegas. <laughs> there will be no pins or ladders for the Tiberti Fellow. The, durate, the, uh, the t calculation to be a Tiberti Fellow will be retroactive back to 1998. So you've been contributing to the foundation all along. You can see... Uh, Dan Adamson or Randy Campanelli to see how close you are to uh, hitting the $1,000 mark and being and receiving the J. Tiberti Fellow Award. Our first fellows will be honored next week at our 95th birthday party. Okay, the second program that's part of our Las Vegas Rotary Foundation is the J. Tiberti Scholarship Program, and that was started around 2009. It's a $2,500 scholarship that goes to the School of UNLV Engineering and Architecture School. And we just went through the applications. We had 10 applications to review. I think they got over 80 applications for the scholarship. And that scholarship will be awarded to a sophomore or freshman who's in the Architecture and Engineering program. Thank you. I'm the other Paul. Uh, and thank you, Paul, for doing such a good job. I hope that I can uh, continue in that uh, vein of uh, being a good speaker, too, today. It likes my fingers when I touch it. Um, well, first of all, you know, my topic is going to be about the Las Vegas Foundation. And um, it, it's a nonprofit corporation, and the bylaws actually were restated uh, during uh, the, the recently a couple of years ago because uh, I don't believe they had been updated since it, the, the uh, foundation was first formed back in 1965. So that was uh, Steve Casey was our president of the club then and I think he did a really great job of uh, pulling together a good team of people that worked on that a lot of times, evenings, in different offices that whoever worked here uh, would make open to us uh, to use their facilities. And um, But I do have first want to ask a, a, a serious question of everybody in this room. How many of you have actually gone to the back part of our roster, the last section, and read about the foundation and its bylaws and also about the... Uh, awards that uh, have come about as that. Thank you. So what I'd like to suggest is, please, those of you who haven't read it, take, take a few minutes, well, maybe half an hour, and, um, and read it, because it, we really do a lot of good things. The reason for having this foundation was to do good things for our local community, not just send money into Mother Rotary, but also for things here, right here in Las Vegas. And I feel that what we have done has been very successful because we do give out several awards. I know sometimes when I come to the meeting, 
I don't get to eat for about 15 or 20 minutes because there's so many checks to sign. And uh, that's, that's true, and I think uh, Sean will attest to that. So um, I'm going to continue now and just uh, talk about how our Rotary Club, our Foundation Rotary Club is set up. We have a president and also a vice president-elect, that's me. Our president is Larry. Um, he could not be here today to speak, so I'm filling in for him, I believe. And um, Tom Thomas, who is currently the secretary, and um, I'm sorry, not the secretary, the past president, uh, and um, I am the president-elect. So there's four officers in our club. And um, also we have a, uh, usually have three trustees. And, and anybody that wants to become part of the foundation, I'm going to say, please fill out an application, but I also want to give you a warning. It's a seven-year commitment. Because what happens is you come in as a trustee, and as the president goes out, the president-elect goes in, Everybody moves up a slot, including the trustees, which creates a new slot for a trustee. So the, 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 the trustee that's been in the club the longest first becomes the treasurer, then the secretary, then the president-elect, and then the president. So just want to give you a heads up that it is a real commitment, but it's worthwhile because you get to participate not only in, like I'm going to do, today say we are so close to the two million dollar that I'm asking anybody that can actually give a little more help us reach it before uh, before the um, you know the next big event that where we'll be able to announce it so um, that's one thing but as far as you know filling out an application that's all it is you put down what your skills are and what happens is the uh, board will read and scrutinize each of the applications because what we're looking for is people that are pretty well ranged in the uh, field of investments. In fact, just to let you know, uh, Greg Miller and um, Dan Anderson do our books for us. We have quarterly meetings every year. So there's four meetings, and at those meetings, we go over all the, the figures, the investments, and where we're headed, and if we need to make any changes or things like that. But because it's with Craig and the person also known as Ginger's husband, Dan Anderson, um, we are in really good hands with those people, and they do a great job for us. And I, I couldn't be more pleased. I'm sure all of us in this club shouldn't be pleased that we get such good uh statistics and uh, paying attention to what's going on with with the uh, fund so that's in really great shape even in when we've had some times where the market's been down they know what to do and they do it and when it's up they then they really know what to do and they do it so that's one of the things I wanted to just bring up now our gift accept acceptance policy is um, Pretty, pretty much, well, let me go back. We're set up very similar to the way the Rotary Club is set up, too. The Rotary Club actually has 12 people that are involved in that, 
and that's the president, the vice president, the treasurer, the secretary. And then there are all these other people that head up. Uh, you know, they're like the, the chairman. I'm not sure if that's the exact right term because I don't have it in front of me. But that head up all these different committees. And they're really, you know, the blood and guts that keep this club doing well and, um, you know, on the ball at all times. So our uh, foundation normally had three uh, senior members. And unfortunately, um, Bert Perdue, who was a really a good person, and I, I liked because we used to sit together, Bert, Ty, Hilbrecht, Don Lloyd, myself, a lot of times. And Bert is kind of a different, marches a little bit to a different drummer, but he is a really sharp guy and uh, just uh, was a pleasure to, to know and a, a dear friend that I'll miss. The other person, Ty Hilbreck, as you probably all know, is still in rehab. I try to see him after our meetings on Thursdays, because usually that's when his wife, Mercedes, is there. And we've been friends ever since I first moved to Las Vegas and uh, became a member also of the uh, Mercedes-Benz Club, which I did serve as president of that for three years. And the other club that I joined more recently, probably about a year ago, is the Seniors United Club. And that's a really good club, too, because it meets once a month, the, the amount that you pay a year to join is only $10. And normally, the people that come to speak there pay for lunch. And uh, a lot of them, just like at this club, they show up just before it's election time. Mostly judges or like, uh, you know, we've had the chief of police, just like he came here, he was there. Uh, the uh, people that are running for office, uh, you know, uh, for state senators, uh, Barbara Sifgaski used to be my district's representative, and now she's the Secretary of State. And uh, a lot, of, so you get, you know, it puts me and others in these clubs in a lot of contact with some of the movers and shakers here in Las Vegas. So that's that's a good relationship to have, especially because I try to represent our club too, and. Um, and, you know, because we do really good things, and some of the things we do, I think it, we sure need to be proud of. Like after the October 1st um, massacre, there's no better word for it, our club offered and has to have people submit applications to help them pay with the funeral expenses of their loved ones that are no longer here. And uh, as you know, we're supporting, I believe, at least four elementary schools. Is there a fifth one now, Michael? No, not yet, but we're working on it probably. So, and, and that is an amazing program because what, what's so good about it is that we supply books to these young children at, at the right age when they're in elementary school or probably even kindergarten. And what they do is they learn to speak English they take the books home and they teach their parents how to speak English. And that's great. I think, you know, that, that program is just so successful. Um, sometime, I hope, I, I will take some times to go and read to them. But uh, I just think it's an amazing program. And I know that um, when I 
when my son actually uh, was in middle school, he was at Cashman Middle School, and uh, there they have the Academy of Math, Science, and Engineering. Now, originally, when he applied, they rejected him because he took too many days in a year, basically two weeks every year when we would go, my family would go to Cabo San Lucas, where we have a place. And, um, but I had neighbors who lived across the, the uh, from where my, I live in Pocoi Ranch, and just across the entrance to where I was is where they lived. And their daughter went there. And they were more knowledgeable about the magnet school system than I was. And they said, listen, when he missed school, did he make up all the work? I said, oh yeah, ahead of time, about, you know, before we were going to leave, well ahead of time, we'd get from his teachers all of his work that he had to do. And he would do it in Mexico or else. So um, when I... I found out that I could petition the school, and I went over there and I talked to the coordinator of the uh, the uh, program for uh, you know students in the the um, school of math or uh, engineering and uh, math science and engineering. It was called AMSI for short, the Academy of Math Science and Engineering. For um, to speak about my son and saying, look, uh, he's a good kid. He only missed school because we went on a family vacation that time of year. But he's a good student, and if you look at his grades, um, then I would like you to consider him. And uh, so the next thing I know, the coordinator said, I'm going to go talk to somebody else here, and she's going to come over and talk to you. And that person, you know, asked me about my background and all that. And so then they said, well, we're both going to go over and talk to the principal because there is a little bit of leeway here. So the next thing I know, they came back and they said, you know what? Your son can go to the Academy of Math, Science, Engineering on one provision. I said, sure, what is that? And they said, she wants to start up an advisory board for the school, for people like you, that, to be on it. And if you are willing to be on it, then yeah, sure. And uh, that was a really great thing to happen for my son because even though it's not in the best area of town, it's at the corner of Desert Inn and Decatur, he got a great education there, which led to him uh, being a student at the West Tech Academy out in Summerlin. And uh, he graduated from there and... Uh, I wanted him to go to college right away, but he's saying, oh, let me take just a year off and, and kind of relax for a while. And uh, so he, but he intends to uh, start college uh, when the new college year begins. So, um, okay, and I was just wondering, does anybody have any questions regarding the foundation or not? But I do encourage anybody that thinks that they're willing to make that commitment to please apply. And we will um, want to get good candidates. What are your plans after reaching two mil? You're not going to raise it to three or five? I'm sorry, after reaching what? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to, after hitting two mil, are you going to try to go for five mil? Or are we going to be satisfied at that level? and give the interest and earnings to our endowment program, programs? Well, 
my answer to that is I let's get past the two million first. But why not keep going? Look at what we're doing for our community that's so important because this community needs it. You know, not everybody here is well off. And uh, I'm not saying, you know, let's become, you know, super liberal or anything like that. But let's, let's continue our mission. And that is to bring, you know, good things for our community. Anyone else? Or I'll explain it that uh, the foundation board, we write the checks, but basically the club submits the projects. Mm -hmm. And then we, and in my experience over 20 some years, we've, the foundation board has never said, no, we don't like that. So really it's the club that determines where the money goes, but we, by law, mm -hmm. have to write the checks. Right. And very rarely have we had things that weren't worthy enough to get the checks. Because, you know, we look at it and we say, well, what good is this going to do? And we evaluate and say, that's a great program. We need to do that. I'm wondering if the uh, foundation ever thought of doing a Paul Harris dinner at the time when he first started. Because that sometimes raises money, too. And that would be a good way to get people to understand what uh, Rory is and Paul Harris, who he was and also uh, raise money for the foundation. Well, my suggestion is that that's something maybe Michael would take a look at. And if the club is behind it, then it would come to the foundation next for funds. Since I only have three months left, that sounds like a great project for President-elect Jim Cole. <laughs> and I'll second that. Um, he just walked in, so let me, um, before I thank Paul for what he did, um, let me just welcome my guest to the back table, not to the head table. He just walked in, Jerry Engel. Jerry made it. Jerry, Jerry graduated from UCLA in 1951 and moved to Las Vegas in 1953 and served as a CPA until 2006. That's 53 years, Jerry. During this time, he was president of the Nevada Society of CPAs, president of the Nevada Estate Planning Council, and member of the National Association of Estate Planning Councils. He continues to help people with estate planning. So something Paul didn't talk about is our Heritage Society, where you can leave your bequest in your will to the Las Vegas Rotary Foundation. So if you would like to join the Heritage Society, please see Jerry Engel. So Paul, you moved away. i got to thank you. Um, so thank you, Paul, for being our speaker today, and other Paul too, Paul and Paul, um, for talking about our our foundation. And just so you guys know, the foundation, as Paul Kruger said, has the trustees that you can see on the back of the of the wheel, and then the club has the directors, which runs the different youth areas and and all of that. So in the wheel, in this week's wheel, in my president's message. Both of these boards, the meetings are open to any member of the club. You can come and look at our financials. You can look at the minutes. Anybody can attend these meetings. So the next club board meeting is on April 19th, and the next foundation board meeting is on April 26th. So if you want to see what our club does and where the money goes, please join us for that. So Paul and Paul, thank you for your presentation. You know we have our Share What You Can Award. So we're going to donate a hot meal to a needy vet in your name.
Thanks. So, Caesar. Where's President Caesar? <laughs> Yay! You got to close our meeting. <laughs> So, Rotary is like tennis, the one who serves best usually wins. Now go forth and make a difference. I agree with you. Thank you. Ring the bell. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful meeting of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas. If you're interested in membership or want to know more about our upcoming projects and speakers, please visit lasvegasrotary.com for more information. Now go forth and make a difference.